Welcome, dear listeners, to uh, Illum Radio, a different kind of oldies program. This broadcast is produced for the sole purpose of celebrating the immense talent that was heard for over 30 years that many refer to as the golden age of radio. What a radio was the only form of immediate mass media available to the American consumer. My name is John Lovering, and I thank you for listening. You know, it occurred to me that I have neglected to visit the soap opera Claudia for quite a long time, and I should rectify that by bringing the show back on this recording. So on this track, I'm bringing back more episodes of the soap opera Claudia, and we're going to continue the story of the ups and downs of being newlyweds in the average American household in the 1940s. Yes, this series, known as Claudia, was acclaimed by many critics as a thoughtful, loving, and gentle soap opera that was the kind of show that radio did so well. A small cast telling small stories. On this track, you will hear two 15-minute episodes edited back-to-back. Episode 49 is entitled, Can We Put Clothes in It Too? And episode 50 is... The Shiner. These episodes were originally broadcast on December 4th and December 5th, 1947. So here is Catherine Bard and Paul Crabtree starring as Claudia and David Norton with Claudia's mother, Mrs. Brown, played by Peggy Allenby. Remember I said a small cast. The announcer is Joe King and the sponsor is the Coca-Cola Bottling Company. Claudia is stored in its own playlist on Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program. So if you want to hear more episodes, just find the playlist and listen away. Again, thank you for listening. I do appreciate it. Coca-Cola Bottler presents Claudia. Claudia, based on the original stories by Rose Franken. Brought to you, transcribed, Monday through Friday, by your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. Relax, and while you're listening, refresh yourself. Have a Coke. And now, Claudia. Oh, everything at once. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Oh. Mom, is that you out there? It's me. Let me in. I can't. The phone's ringing. Well, just open the door. I let myself in. Oh, it's more complicated than that. Please wait. Claudia. Hello. Oh, David, I can't talk to you. Mama's out in the hall waiting to come in for dinner. Of course I intend to let her in, but you rang at the same time, so I couldn't. Of course I would have opened the door first if I could have, but there's a big, heavy crate you bought us in front of it, and I can't move it. It came while I was out. When will you be home? 
You're at the corner. Why didn't you say so? I wouldn't have wasted so much time talking to you. I love to, but I've got to rescue Mama. Coming, Mama. That was David. Let me in, Claudia. I feel like a cigar store Indian standing out here on your doorstep. Now, Mama, before I open the door, I want to explain to you. There's a big crate right in here in front of the door, about four feet tall and four feet wide, and it's very heavy, and I can't move it. And the door won't open wide, so you'll just have to squeeze through it sideways. Really, Claudia, you make coming to visit you so simple and pleasant. What's in the crate? I don't know. Something David went shopping for yesterday. Now, I'll open the door as far as it'll go, but don't walk into it. All right, Claudia. It's only six inches. Well, how wide are you? More than six inches. You just have to hold your breath, Mama. What is that crate doing in front of the door anyway? I don't know that either. I was out shopping. When I came back, I could hardly get in the house myself. The elevator man must have let the crate in. Anyway, try it, Mama. Take off your hat and coat. If I take off my nose and hips, too, it still won't be enough. <laughs> Here comes my foot. Now an arm. See, you're doing fine. Now take a deep breath and stand as tall as you can stand. That's how I did it. And try to imagine you're a noodle. Here I come. It's now or never. Out. <laughs> Good, you made it. I'm a very squashed noodle. You look very rakish, Mrs. Brown, with your hair over one eye and the buttons open down the front of your dress. I'm exhausted. <laughs> that crate better be worth the trouble. David went shopping for it yesterday, and he said it was his contribution to the running of the household. And I promised I wouldn't open it till he came home. He won't be able to come home. It's, he's thicker than I am. Now we'll just sit here and relax, Mama. Dinner's all ready. You ought to see my kitchen. It's as neat as a pin. I've gotten so I don't dirty one extra dish. I only dirty the un-extra ones. You know, the ones I use. <laughs> but you have to wash dishes yourself. You get a little careful before you use it's one. It's all a matter of being organized. Good evening, Claudia. Mother. But David. What's the matter? Aren't you glad to see me? But David. It's me. You look as if I had just materialized out of thin air. I think you have just materialized. I think you're a ghost. As a matter of fact, I don't think you exist at all. Well, that's an original greeting, I must say. We were all ready to get you through the front door with a shoehorn. I'm sorry to disappoint you, darling, but I came in the back door. The back door? Mama, the back door. It's only for milk. Oh, I give up anyway. My brilliant woman, I can see who the brain around here is. Well, don't get too conceited about it. David, tell us what's in the crate. Well, what do you think? Do we have to guess? Yep. Oh, I give up. I give up, too. Thank heavens. Now, David, tell us. I won't tell you. I'll open the crate and let you see it yourself. Oh, you miserable good-for-nothing. I hate you. I never keep you in suspense like this is not fair. I'm going to rip it apart with my bare hands. Claudia, he's gotten so important. Why, I knew David when he was a sweet little boy. Now look at him. That's what happens to the mama when they get their own wives in their own homes. They think they're the only fish in the puddle. I'm the only brainy fish in this puddle. Conceited fish. David, I can start to see what is it. It's all white. And he's got chromium on it. Whatever it is, it looks terribly expensive. And for what it was, it's uh, very cheap. This little object is going to completely revolutionize this whole household. It's a full-time maid. You're not so dumb, Mrs. Brown. That's almost what it is. A mechanical full-time maid. David, stop talking and open it. There, now. There, that does it. Now, all we have to do is to tear off the paper. I'll help you undress it. David, are you sure it's not a washing machine? Positive, but it's a relative. 
Here we go. Ah. Looks like a washing machine, David. Nope, look again. <gasps> it's a dishwasher. Yeah, what do you think of that? I almost guessed. A dishwasher. I never dreamt. David, what are we going to do with a dishwasher? Wash the dishes. But that's my job. What's the matter with the way I wash them? Nothing, but this is modern. Now look, darling. This is an age of mechanical wonders that we live in. We may as well make the most of it. How come you didn't get a washing machine? All the ads say that the happy bride is the one who owns one. Clothes you wash once a week. Dishes three times a day. He really isn't so unbrainy, Claudia. I'm not so sure I could trust our dishes to this machine. How does it know what to do? It knows. That's what it's for. I see what she means, David. After all, it's only a machine. Only a machine? Well, I like that. I'll have you know this machine not only washes dishes, but soaps, rinses, and dries them as well. I don't believe it. You don't, eh? All right. We'll connect it up and show you how it works. I've always managed to do them pretty well by myself. But what happens, David, if in the middle of everything it changes its mind? It hasn't got a mind. Then how can it do the dishes in the first place? Doing the dishes doesn't take a mind. Well, I knew a woman once who had an automatic phonograph that never broke any records. It just chewed them up in little pieces and spat them out. What did this cost? None of your business. Listen to how he talks, Mama. David, you can do dishes by hand for practically nothing. Women, honestly, just because their grandmothers did something a certain way, they go right on, never questioning, never thinking it could be improved on. It takes a man to realize the advantages that science has developed. Listen to him, Mama. I'm perfectly willing to be convinced. I just don't think you can convince me. All right, we'll see. Come on, girls. Now, let's push this thing into the kitchen and attach it up. There we go. I had the new plumbing put in while you were out. Oh, that's what those little pipes are. I thought they just grew there. Like toadstool. <laughs> David, is it going to work? Mm, we'll soon see, but... I want you to keep one thing in mind. I think we can manage that. Now, I have installed this machine very rapidly. Of course, uh, according to the directions. Exactly according, Doc. But nevertheless, it was a quick job, so... I if... hope you notice, Claudia. He's already making excuses. I notice. But I always say that if something is good, it'll work no matter now, what. Hush up, you two. Now, Claudia, read the directions again and tell me what the next step is. Read the directions? You sound like a school teacher, David. Mama, why is it that when a man gets mechanical, he gets stuffy, too? Claudia, read the directions. The directions say that the next thing is to wash the dishes. <laughs> now, let me see. All right. Now, look carefully, Claudia. Mm -hmm. Now, this metal basket, see? see yeah, here? yeah. Now, this is where you put the dishes. And here are the glasses? Mm, right. And here are the silver. Right. Now, before you start, you put in the soap right through here. Then you close the top, turn on the water, and that's all there is to it. You mean now we can take a walk, and when we come home, the dishes will be all washed and hung up to dry? Mm, exactly. You know, I'm starting to think David wasn't just talked into this dishwasher by some super salesman at the store. I'm not the kind of man who gets talked into things, except getting married. Oh. Now, let's, uh, let's put in the dirty dishes. Dirty dishes? Yes, uh, hand them over here to me, will you? We haven't any. We haven't had dinner yet. Claudia prepared dinner for three and not a dirty dish left over. This is a fine how-do-you-do. I go to all of this trouble, and what do I find? No dirty dishes. I'm sorry, David. Well, we'll adapt ourselves to the situation. We'll wash the dishes before we eat. Before? 
sounds mm-hmm. like an awful waste of energy. Oh. Do it, Claudia. Don't argue. That's true, Mama. The machine won't mind. What's a hundred dishes, more or less? I'm certainly glad David didn't bring home a washing machine. We'd probably have to undress on the spot. David, <laughs> can't we put the clothes in this, too? No. The directions only specified dishes. Mm. Now, now, in the plates go. Here we go. Yes. Put in a dozen plates, all right? And the glasses, the glasses glow right here in the middle. Put them carefully, David. Glasses break easily. Not in this machine, they don't. It's the last word. Shh. You'll make it self-conscious. Now then. Put the silver in this little basket, darling. That's right. Yep. And I'll pour in some soap. It all looks too simple to me. Mrs. Brown, don't you have any faith in the 20th century? Now then, we put down the lid and lock it like so. There we are. It's all ready to go. Do I turn the water on, David? Let me take one last look at what the book says. Let's see. When lid is firmly closed, turn on water. Hot or cold? Hot. Well, hold on to your hats. Here we go. Oh, I don't dare look. What's happening, David? Here, you can peek through the glass top. Why, it's marvelous. This thingamajig is going around like a merry-go-round. And mm-hmm. all the water. Just like Niagara Falls. <laughs> David, you're a genius to have bought it. <laughs> I always said there's nothing like a modern machinery. Look, it's doing the rumba. Now watch. The soap is going to be added to the water, see? Almost human. It's more than human. It's fantastic. No mess, no work, no water on the floor. Mama will buy you one. Thank you. David, is it supposed to make that noise? All of a sudden, it sounds like our car. When you drive it. Did it make that noise in the store, David? That mother, that that, that noise, mother? It's just part of the way it works, I, I guess. The dishes must be getting dizzy. They look as though they're having a wonderful time. Hmm. Yes. Yes, it does sound a little noisy to me. Well, maybe we'd better switch it off. In the middle of everything, oh, no, we can't. It'll have a nervous breakdown. You know, it is possible that something has gone wrong. David, look, it's not doing a rumba anymore. It's, it's jitterbug. It looks as if it's going to run away. I think something might be stuck inside. Maybe maybe I'd better open it and see. Did the directions say it's all right to open it? I don't see how it could possibly hurt. Maybe you better just switch it off. I don't think you can switch it off until it's gone through all three stages. I'll just uh, open the top a little and see if anything. Be careful, stuck. David. Don't put your head in. Now stand back, you two. Don't look so nervous, Mother. Nothing's going to happen. Oh, what could possibly happen? Such an intelligent machine. All right. All right, now. Get ready. Here we go. There you are. David, you're dry. I've got soap in my eyes. The dishes, David. They're going to jump out. Oh, I can't look. We're getting shot. Move aside. I'll help you. Well, Claudia, hold the glasses down. Yeah, here comes the silver. The top's stuck. David, I'm getting busy going on with the glasses. I'm turning off the faucet. Don't touch a thing, Mother. Don't touch a thing. The direction says to leave them all. Find time to remember them. Men and machines give me the old-fashioned way. My kitchen was so clean and dry. But, darling, look. It's working beautifully. The dishes are immaculate. David, they were before we started. Well, they're more immaculate now. And you're getting your floor washed in the bargain. Darling, don't apologize. I love this silly machine. Just close the top. I'm trying to. Hey, Mother. Mother, come on in. The water's fine. This broadcast of Claudia was supervised and directed by William Brown Maloney.
Even when they're noisy and unruly, you love to have your children's friends in the house because you know that the homes children enjoy are warm, friendly, happy places. Well, there's one sure way to attract the young generation, and that's to keep plenty of Coca-Cola in the refrigerator. How they aim for the icebox the minute they enter, and how they go for those frosty bottles. As a matter of fact, you'll attract folks of all ages if you remember to keep your refrigerator well-stocked with Coke. Every day, Monday through Friday, Claudia comes to you, transcribed, with the best wishes of your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. So listen again tomorrow at the same time. And now this is Joe King saying au revoir and remember. Whoever you are, whatever you do, wherever you may be, when you think of refreshment, think of Coca-Cola. For ice-cold Coca-Cola makes any pause the pause that refreshes. Coca-Cola Bottler presents Claudia. Claudia, based on the original stories by Rose Franken. Brought to you, transcribed, Monday through Friday, by your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. Relax, and while you're listening, refresh yourself. Have a Coke. And now, Claudia. Oh, why do you always have to ring when I'm in the middle of something? Either in the bathtub or I'm in the oven or... I'm coming, I hear you. You'll make me lose my balance. I'm coming, I said. They ought to invent a system. Hello? Hello, Mama. No, nothing's the matter. Why should anything be the matter? I'm not angry at you. I'm just angry at the telephone. It always rings when I'm in the middle of something. What? Yes, I remember we're having dinner at Aunt Louise's tonight. Well, if you must know, I was hanging the curtains. Of course, on a stepladder... Oh, Mama, ladders are perfectly safe. I've never fallen off a ladder in my life, and this isn't going to be the first time. Mama, I know there are accidents in bathtubs, but people still take baths, don't they? Say, why don't you stop by on your way over and pick us up, and we can go to Aunt Louise's together. Well, come as soon as you're ready. Yes, Mama, I'll be careful. I'll stand on both feet. Goodbye. Curtain rod, hammer, nails. I'll put them between my teeth. Up we go. The elevator man said I'd find Mrs. Norton in apartment 12C. The elevator man was right. Whatever you're selling, I want it. I've got plenty of nothing. Hey, where are you? Up in the blue skies yonder. 
What are you doing up there? What do you think I'm doing up there? Frying eggs. Well, fry them on the floor where you belong. As soon as I finish hanging the curtain. Get off of that stepladder this instant. You want to break your neck? Oh, you and Mama, you've got about as much confidence in me as a... a about two a... weeks old baby. Come on down. Just a minute, David. I think I've got the curtain rod in place. Well, no. let me do it. I will not. I'm doing beautifully, thank you. All right. Have it your own way. What'd you do all day? Worried that I'd come home and find you hanging curtains? Well, you can stop worrying. I'm just about finished. I, I warned you, I warned you, I warned you. The stepladder moved. I never fell before. You asked for this, so don't come to me for sympathy. I don't want your old sympathy. Well, that's good. I, I ought to break your neck for this. Maybe I have already. You don't care at all. You just want to gloat. You don't love me, or you wouldn't be just angry, you'd worry. That's why I'm angry, because I love you, you clumsy little fool. It doesn't make sense. That's what you think. Now, come now, darling. Put your head on my shoulder. All is forgiven. I'm sorry I'm clumsy. It's all right now, and I'm not angry at you at all. No, easy, darling. Tell me, does, does anything hurt? I don't know. I haven't tried yet. I don't think so. Take a deep breath. Everything's going to be fine. Take this curtain off my head, David. Don't you like looking like a bride? Not in chintz. There we are. Unveil. I'm all in one piece, I guess. I don't see any of me lying around, do you? Hush. Now, take a deep breath. And with my last breath, I love you. Well, I guess we don't have to call a doctor. No doctor or what a shame. You're just lucky that you're all right. That's all I can say. I don't see how you can be so sure I'm all right. You already asked me about the places I didn't fall on. As long as that's all you fell on. David, now please don't get angry again. I'll try not to. I think we ought to get a new stepladder anyway. Why? I told you this one moved. This is a very intelligent stepladder. We'll keep it. Another stepladder might move in the opposite direction and throw you out of the window. <gasps> I'm glad I didn't think of that before. Well, you think of it from now on. Maybe you won't act so smart. I told you this one moved. Oh, David, the sunset looks beautiful from the floor. So do you. Come on, get up. Yeah, take a hold of my hands. I'm getting up. Some of me doesn't want to. Aunt Louisa better have nice soft chairs in her dining room. Aunt Louisa? You forgot we have dinner there tonight. Oh, uh, you'd rather not go to Aunt Louise's tonight. You mean... Exactly. Oh, David, dare we? Well, you just had a nasty fall. And I am getting stiff. My face, even. That yes, settles it. my face. We won't go. But she invited the relatives of her relatives again. It's all the better reason. But the last time we didn't go at the last minute, too. Then she won't be very surprised tonight. What do you think? Well, it's tempting. Of course, I'd rather not go, but no, we've got to. The trouble with you is a conscience. You too. We put it off so many times, we can't do it again. We're going tonight and get it over with. But are you really up to it? I can stand it all right. I wonder if I can sit it, though. <gasps> My face really feels stiff. Where? Where? Let me see. Just, well, I don't know, around the left side of my face someplace. Come over here by the window. Ah, how does it feel? Stiff, I said. I can only smile out of one side. How does it look? Getting so dark in here, I can't see. Now, don't move until I turn on the light. Why shouldn't I move? It isn't safe. You sound as if every night you come home to find me crumpled in a heap on the floor. Well, don't think that doesn't pass my mind. 
Aren't you even the least little bit sorry for no, me? No, not the least little bit. It was all your own fault. It was all the fault of that educated stepladder. I was merely trying to get this house looking as if somebody now, had... turn around a little. Let me see your face. <laughs> David, what's the matter? What are you laughing at? David! If you could, if you could see what I... What's so funny about what you see? Oh, David, stop it. Look, look in the mirror. Just look at yourself. So I got a smudge on my face. I'll wash it off. No, no, you won't wash this off. I won't? No, not for a few days you won't. David, my eyes closing. David, are you laughing at my eyes? I'm laughing at your eyes. Get out of my way and let me look in this mirror. Well, uh, how do you like yourself, Mrs. Norton? It's all red and black. (laughs) Don't forget the blue. And all puffed up. David, I'm a mess. It's a mouse. A mouse? David, where? Right there in the mirror. I don't see any mouse. Oh, the mouse was downstairs in the other apartment. And don't change the subject. I'm not sensitive. (laughs) This mouse is up here on your left eye. Honestly, you'd think you'd fallen on your head instead of me. A mouse is a shiner, darling, and a shiner is a black eye, and a black eye is your left eye. Oh. I wonder how I got my mouse. If I remember correctly, about five minutes ago, you fell off of... If that curtain rod had hit me. Honestly, nothing is safe around this place. Nothing is right. What do we do? Have you got a steak in the icebox? A brand new steak? I wouldn't mm. dream of wasting a steak on my eye. It's the only thing, darling. Really helps? Works wonders. Picks you up in no time. Well, thank goodness we haven't got a steak. How about hamburgers? The hamburgers is all right. You haven't got any hamburger either. Then we'll get you a patch. You'll look lovely in a patch and a tin cup. It's not funny to laugh at other people's misfortunes. I'm not laughing. I'm very serious. David, what do we tell Aunt Louisa? We'll tell her we're so sorry, but Claudia has a mouse on her eye. If we mention it at all, we will call it a shiner. <laughs> Aunt Louisa hates mice. I guess it's her asthma. <laughs> That's cats. Oh. Now, now, let's get one thing clear. I'm not going to walk on the street with you looking like that. I wouldn't dream of asking you. You'll walk ten paces behind me and act as if we'd never met. Coward. I'm not going to have every woman that passes on the street thinking that I beat my wife. They'll know we're together. How? We just look together. And it'd be worse if we looked together with me ten paces behind. I hope you realize you're going around like that looking that way for a day or two. (gasps) No! I have just one suggestion. What? I could put a mouse on your other eye, and then you'd look tired. Sorry, I can't oblige you, big bully. I'll just have to go around looking tired with one eye. And we'll let Aunt Louisa think I'm one of those people who sleep with one eye open. (laughs) That must be Mama. What will she say? She'll probably give me the old Ned for not watching you more closely. David, turn out the light before you open the door. No use, darling. She'll have to know sooner or later. I'd rather have it later. Hello, David. You're not dressed yet. I was just about to. We were held up a bit. Hello, Mother. Come on in. Claudia, you better hurry. Aunt Louisa doesn't like to be kept waiting. Hello, Mama. It'll only take us a minute. Good heavens, what's been going on in here? Oh, not a thing. Why? Curtains all over the floor. The stepladder on its side. I thought you were hanging them. I was. Goodbye. Where are you going? To get dressed, of course. Goodbye. Goodbye. David, aren't you coming? What's the matter with you? With me? You're acting very strangely, skulking off as if you were guilty of something. Am I skulking, David? Don't you pick on my wife, Mrs. Brown. My hero, thank you. Claudia, (laughs) why are you standing sidewise? She's got a slight list to the starboard, Mother. 
and the wind is west by southeast. So I have to stand sideways or I'll sink. I ought to have you two committed. <laughs> Come here. Let me look at you. You look a little pale. David, do I look pale? No, anything but. You look very colorful to me. See, Mama? Goodbye again. Goodbye, goodbye. All right, I'll come over to you, Claudia. I've seen enough of that side of your face. Turn around. Let me see the other one. Why, Mama, don't you like this side of my face? It's her best profile, Mother. Very well, if you won't turn around, I'll walk around you. Steal yourself. Darling, you might as well show her. Claudia, your eye. It's just a little mouse, Mama. <laughs> it's a black eye. Claudia, what happened? David, you tell her. I beat the living daylights out of her. Stop fooling. That's right. He struck me with his bare fist. I am a cad. Mama, don't you believe him? I do not. Poor David. Where did she hit you? Now, that's a nice maternal reaction. Your mother knows I wouldn't strike you first. Why? Because you're a man? Exactly. Thank you, Mother. Now, stop joking and tell me. Does it hurt very much? It's excruciatingly painful. Thank you for asking, Mama. I'm glad to see, David, somebody cares. How did you do it? He told you. David struck me. How do you think she did it? She climbed up that stepladder to hang some curtains and the ladder moved. Tattletale, tattletale. Oh, Claudia, you might have hurt yourself badly. And I warned you. Now you sound just like David. But I don't understand. How you could fall off a stepladder and get a... What's that you called it? That? You call that a mouse, You mother. call that a shiner. <laughs> It was the curtain rod, Mama. It fell on me. All I can say is you're lucky it didn't put your eye out. Honestly, you two. You're always looking for black clouds. To match your eye, of course. No, to go with my silver lining. <laughs> Personally, I think it's elegant. Aunt Louisa won't think it's so elegant. Why don't you tell her that you walked into a door? Claudia doesn't walk into doors. They walk into her. I will not tell her that. She wouldn't believe it. She won't believe the truth, either. Why don't you put some ice on it? That's an idea. No, stay here, dear. I'll get it. Don't bother. We haven't got any ice. We haven't? Not a cube. Why not? We were going out to dinner, so I defrosted the ice box. You're always defrosting. I like defrosting, don't you? Love it. But now there's nothing but water in the ice trays. Well, you always take a little water in your water, don't you? Always, but it makes it so cool. Which, the water or the water? The water, of course. Oh, of course, of oh, course. Oh, will you get dressed, the two of you? We'll get some ice at Aunt Louisa's. Well, while we're dressing, we'll cook up a story for our mother. We don't have to. I know exactly what I'm going to say. This will be good, David. What will you say? I'm not going to say anything. I'll believe that when I don't hear it. That will explain everything beautifully. I won't have to say anything. No? Because I'm going to stare at David reproachfully with my one eye open and let her draw her own conclusions. <laughs> This broadcast of Claudia was supervised and directed by William Brown Maloney. There seems to be more visiting, more gathering in homes than there was a while back. Maybe one reason is that plenty of Coca-Cola is available again. You can buy it by the case now, you know. So why not stop and have your grocer or service station attendant put a case in the car today? Keep plenty of Coke on ice. Then you'll be able to extend a friendly gesture to invited or unexpected guests at any time. Every day, Monday through Friday, Claudia comes to you, transcribed, with the best wishes of your friendly neighbor who bottles Coca-Cola. 
So listen again Monday at the same time. And now this is Joe King saying au revoir and remember. Whoever you are, whatever you do, wherever you may be, when you think of refreshment, think of Coca-Cola. For ice-cold Coca-Cola makes any pause the pause that refreshes. to an end.